Welcome to Rooting into Wholeness, where you'll find conversations about earth-based spirituality, living cyclically, and finding strength in the depths of the underworld so we can rise rooted and whole. I'm your host, Cassie Ewell, author, intuitive energy healer, and death doula. You'll find a mixture of solo episodes with me and conversations with other healers, death tenders, and magic makers. Learn more at CassieEwell.com, C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com. Hello, dear one. I am honored that you're here with me, that you're taking the time to listen. I am wishing you a lot of deep-rooted love and surrender to what is right now. I hope that you are tending to your nervous system, taking good care of yourself, with a big old helping of doing what you can to work against the war machine that is playing out right now. I've been working on this episode for a while now, long before current events have started. And this episode, which is Joyful Surrender, I didn't know if I was going to share it because so often surrender is compared to giving up or accepting violence. And I don't see it as that. And so that's why I've decided to share this episode today, because I think even amidst an ongoing genocide against the Palestinian people, we can find surrender in what is. And it might feel especially difficult to pair this idea of surrender with the immense violence taking place. So I want to extend an invitation right now before I get into the episode that surrendering doesn't mean that we need to be okay with violence. Surrendering doesn't mean that we accept violence. And by surrendering to what is, we acknowledge what is happening. And by acknowledging what is happening, we have an opportunity to be in our full humanity, to feel the pain of it, and to find ways to love within it, and to take action against the atrocities that are playing out. Surrendering is what I have been finding, especially in joyful surrender, is an invitation to sink deeper into what is instead of resisting it. And I want to honor that word joyfully. Might feel difficult right now. I know it does for me. It's almost hard to get the words out. But maybe it's in those pockets of joy and those glimmers of love and those threads of creativity that we can find solutions together. We can find ways to walk alongside each other in a burning world full of senseless violence. We can learn how to be in it together and how to weave new solutions, how to find love in the pain, in the grief, in the sorrow. And that is the invitation that I want to offer you as we embark on this episode. It is the way that I have been sitting with this idea, this theme of joyful surrender. As somebody who feels deeply, it feels important to talk about the grief of what is happening and to honor it and to find ways to be with it. I know for myself that my ability to be with my grief is comparable to my ability to be with the horror of what is going on, to feel it in a really deep way. That is a gift of grief. It allows us to feel, to be fully human. Grief can be beautiful. 
Grief can manifest in so many different ways. I spent yesterday morning walking by a creek that I frequent often, and I felt compelled to make a Bridget's Cross. And I constructed it, and I was in prayer and called on Bridget to be with the mothers whose children are no longer here, to be with the children whose mothers are no longer here, to be with all the caregivers, to be with the children forced to caregive much earlier than they should. And then I let it free into the creek to carry those prayers. And that was a way that I grieved, that I was with the grief of what is happening right now as somebody far away with very little that I can do to help. In so many ways, our hands are tied, but in so many ways, they're not. And I think that's an important distinction to hold, is the balance between taking physical steps towards creating a real impact to end this violence. If you are in the United States like I am, I am reaching out to my representatives to ask for ceasefire now. If you have the capacity to give money, there are many organizations seeking donations to aid and support the tremendous need for the Palestinian people right now who are essentially in a completely closed off open air prison being bombed. And also being with the energetics of it all, the other realms, the grief, calling on support from energies much bigger than myself to support and to offer peace. I hope you are attending to yourself, to your needs, to your nervous system, so that you can show up in this time in whatever way you feel able to, to, that you feel called to. I hope, too, that you can find that inner strength in tending to yourself, that you can push yourself perhaps a little further past your comfort zone to extend love, prayers, physical action resource, speaking up about what is happening to uplift the Palestinian people, the Jewish community, in ways that are so needed right now. I know, like myself, many of you are also very sensitive. We feel we don't look away because we can't look away because we feel it all. So my desire is that this share to my sensitive caregivers, my intuitives who feel it all, who cannot look away, some sweet offerings to help you surrender to what this world is right now. And finally, before we get in to this episode, I want to speak directly to those who feel a deep desire to be physically with others, to circle in hopes of building community. I shared on a previous episode about an upcoming retreat. We're gathering here in my hometown, which is native Miyamiaki land, Kickapoo land in Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm co-facilitating this retreat with a couple other beautiful women. And the reason I feel so passionate about this mature feminine rites of passage retreat right now I'll use a phrase that I recently heard Sarah Durham-Wilson, my teacher in this work, say, a strong golden spine to stand up to this world, the pain of it, the grief of it, the beauty of it, the pleasure of it, and to not hide underneath all of that. It can be so tempting to hide under the weight of this world. And the rites of passage work that I spent all last year engaging in a teacher training. It is that work that gave me a golden spine to be able to stand up to the weight of this world, to speak out against violence, to organize in ways that are sometimes uncomfortable, to be a voice that is not always 
liked or popular, but is right in my soul. If you are feeling that swelling within you of needing to break through that heavy weight of this world and not knowing how to do it, I invite you to this retreat. And the retreat is happening over the 27th, 28th, and 29th, the full moon of Samhain. And if you have already heard about it and you've already been sitting with it and you are feeling that ping, that inner sort of tug to come to sit with us and part of not being able to join is monetary, please reach out and we can talk scholarships. We are offering two more scholarships at 50% off for the retreat, so please do reach out. And we also have a coupon code on the page that you can use that is $50 off for BIWOC, LGBTQ, single mothers, or if you bring a friend. So there's that also, if you just need a little bit of a nudge to get there. It won't be the last. We plan to do more of these. It feels important for me to send out a strong invitation in this time of deep grief, because I know so many of us are grieving. And I also know that when we grieve together, a lot of healing and a lot of magic happens. And so if you are feeling the pain, the weight, the grief of this world, and you don't know what to do with all of it, or you feel buried underneath it, and you know that there is a strong voice within you, then I invite you to join us. Of course, you can find the links to that in the show notes. All right, beloveds, let's get into this episode on joyful surrender in the season of shedding. Every plant and tree that cycles through the seasons knows that at some point it is time to return inward and be held by the earth. They don't fight it and instead continue pouring their energy into their fruit until they know that it's time to return inward or possibly even die. They surrender fully to the season and even continue expressing themselves and growing. The land has been whispering to me that there's much more to surrender and that it doesn't always mean giving up. Surrendering can be joyful, even pleasurable. Fall is a season of contractions, helping us descend into winter. Similar contractions are present during spring, however the essence and energy of each contraction phase differs significantly. In the springtime, the season of the maiden, and the curious air element brings contractions to push us up and out from the underworld into those first blooms of the season. It is an expansive, seductive time that is a portal that pushes us out through the underworld. On the opposite side of the seasonal wheel, we have the autumn equinox, another season of contraction. This season of contraction is one that pulls us down and into winter, back into ourselves and into the underworld. It is a season of surrender and shedding, yet it is also full of pleasure and fullness. It's simply a different flavor than the spring equinox. And why wouldn't it be? There's a distinct difference between rising up and out of or into the underworld, and both are sacred and needed. As I've sat with and observed 
the guardian hawthorn tree that lives outside of my home over the seasons. I've watched her push blooms outward in spring, and I'm now slowly watching her berries redden and ripen as the weather cools. Her energy in this season is still one of expansion, but it is different. It is not the look-at-me energy of the maiden with their seductive scent and appearance. The energy I receive from Hawthorne this season is, look at all I can hold. Look at how much love I can give. Her round berries mimic the fullness of this season, the fullness of immense holding, giving, and surrender. The hawthorn tree outside my home is not the only place I've seen and felt this energy. I can see it in the ripening apples, the browning grain, and the plants drooping ever closer to the earth below them. The easiest way to drift into the underworld is to surrender to it. In a society that by and large avoids the underworld and is generally death-phobic, consciously surrendering to a season of slowness or stagnation might feel strange or difficult. It certainly has for me and continues to be a place of careful awareness. As usual, the earth, which you and I are very much a part of, offers us constant examples of how we can surrender to underworld phases, from the seasons, the moon, and to our plant and animal kin. In this episode, I'm going to invite you to dance with the theme of surrender and ways to find more joy in it. I'll share reflections from the element of water, a simple practice to connect with water and the theme of surrender. I'll also discuss the importance of struggle regarding surrender and a simple plant infusion to help you ease into the season. Some seasons can feel more present than others, especially if you are spiraling through a similar personal season. This season, as a midlife mother with small children, feels potent, with a capital P for me. If you find yourself in a position of frequent caregiving, whether that be for children, elders, or your community, you might too. It can be helpful to name how seasonal shifts affect us differently, depending on our current phase. Of course, part of this is being able to name and recognize the phase that you are in. I'd like to offer you a moment to pause and think about what season your life seems to be spiraling through as we transition from summer to autumn to winter. Of course, there are cycles within cycles, above and below, within and without, all is connected. So I trust you'll find some meaning and medicine in this share, even if you are personally going through a different cycle. Let's begin our dance with surrender by exploring the element commonly associated with this season, water. Water is the element that many associate with the cardinal direction west and the season of autumn. Early in my practice, I didn't understand the connection between autumn and the element of water. Autumn reminded me of leaves drying and dying. It seemed like the opposite of life-giving water. Over several years of working closely with the element of water and themes of death, I have a more holistic understanding of water and its essence. 
Water is a life giver, but water also asks us to be in flow with and to surrender to change, including changes we might not always understand. Water reminds me that I do not need to love the changes themselves, but I can learn how to love myself in them. Water can be gentle, forceful, and everything in between. While walking through this season, water can be a reminder that you can surrender to her lessons by choice, or they can be forced upon you. As much as we humans like to think we have complete control over our lives, we really don't. And water can be a potent reminder in this lesson. Water can and has swallowed us up in a moment with floods and sudden downpours. We've seen it time and time again, especially recently as the climate continues to change due to human inaction. It is a reminder that the feminine creative forces often associated with water are not always soft and gentle. They can and need to be forceful at times. Surrendering to where and how water chooses to flow requires deep trust. Joyful surrender offers a portal into being present and at peace with the unknown. I see the element of water as a wise teacher in this realm, teaching us how to be in the great mystery of life. There's an easefulness that lives in surrender. It can be found in the waning moon, flowing water, an exhale, the transition from summer to fall. Life is change, but like the moon who changes every night, she is still the moon at her core. You too will embark on endless transformations throughout your life, but will remain you at your core. How would you move about this world if you surrendered to the unknowns and constant changes both within and outside of you, knowing that you will remain you in the end? Like the moon who dies each month or the water who cycles through different states of being, I trust that my essence will remain intact and carry on in some capacity regardless of the transformations and changes that I go through. So how can we be more like water and surrender to our own cycles and the cycles that exist outside of us? It's much easier to find the joy in a cycle when we surrender to it. One way that I have found to do this is to be with, watch, listen, feel, and commune with water. Here's a simple practice that I like to do in collaboration with water. As usual, you can find a step-by-step -step breakdown of this on the blog post that corresponds with this episode, Surrendering with Water Practice. I like to lean into this practice and the element of water when I am struggling with surrender. You can practice this at home or a nearby creek or stream. I love doing this practice near flowing water. But if that is not accessible to you, visualizing or thinking about water will work just as well. Or even playing music of flowing water while you practice this could be really helpful. This practice is simple, but I find it to be really powerful. As usual, anytime I encourage folks to work with the elements, 
I do that with the given that you have an already established relationship with the elements. If you don't, I would first invite you to begin a relationship with water. I encourage you to connect with water more often to form that relationship. These are all things that I talk about a lot more in my upcoming book. But again, that relationship is important. If you dive into this practice and it feels a little bit disconnected, it could be that there's not enough of a foundation with this element yet. So it doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing anything wrong. It could just mean you need to build that relationship a little bit more with water. So when I begin this practice, I bring to mind whatever it is that I am struggling with. And I really tune into my body and I notice where that struggle is manifesting in my body. And then I like to turn to the direction of the element that I'm working with. So I usually do this facing the west. And if I'm in front of water, it can be really nice to put my hands in the water and begin talking to the water and just say, I am struggling with this. I don't know how to surrender to this. It feels painful. It feels difficult. And then I will sort of allow the practice to take me wherever it wants to go from there. Often I usually feel a sensation of water flowing over my body, flowing through me. And I ask the water to help soften whatever resistance I'm putting up against surrendering to what is. I like to move my body in this, so I'll let my body flow and sway as I feel the water move through me. This is very much a somatic practice. Of course, you can make it as movement-based as you need to for your body. You might feel inclined to dance, just really flowing with water and letting it move through you and work with that resistance to help shift and move whatever needs to shift and move so that you can ease into a greater state of surrender. Sometimes when I do this practice, it's like the water can move things aside so that I can peer underneath the struggle and say, ah, I see. I'm struggling with this because I'm afraid. And then I can go deeper and I can sit with that fear. And sometimes I'll have even more layers come off as I engage with and work with the water and move and perhaps feel it coming over my body. It is an opportunity to work with water as an ally in your process of surrendering. And I think the way that it will manifest for each person will be different. Those are some of my experiences with it. All of this said, surrendering and finding that joyfulness in the surrender may not always be easy right away. I still struggle, but I've learned to surrender to the struggle as part of the process. Sometimes I have long periods of struggle. I'm sure you can relate with certain situations in your life too. Sometimes they're short. I see struggle often in death work for the dying and their loved ones. Struggle and surrender are two really large themes. There's often a strong sense of denial of impending death. But there will come a moment when that denial no longer serves. 
The time one sits in the struggle will be different for all, but it can have value. Struggle can be very illuminating. The struggle is necessary. As a sensitive caretaker and mother, I find myself similar to last year at this time, faced with struggles of frequent illness that insist that me and my family slow down, lack of support with childcare that forces me to surrender to how much energy I can put into my work, schedule changes, sleep deprivation involved in having young children, the unrelenting undercurrent of needing to perform to make money, and the heavy grief of this world. Perhaps some of those align with your struggles too, and I'm sure that you have many of your own. What struggles feel most present in your current season? I struggle with all this as a woman with many privileges, including a partner who also works and has a wonderful job and is an incredible father. I allow my struggle, and I know many whose struggles are much bigger than mine. I let both exist because both do exist. I dance with my struggles until I know that it's time to shift and change. Just like plants in this season, as they continue to thrive and grow, at some point surrender floats to the surface as the only viable option, and they know it is time to turn inward, to begin that descent within, to change. And I remember that in any struggle, there is always love, but I might need to surrender in new ways to access it. I might need to slow down and trust even more than I thought I could. I might need to lean into parts of myself, my ancestry, and my intuition that are new and uncharted. Perhaps the struggle is a benevolent trickster who precedes the surrender, helping us ease ever closer to it. One of my favorite writers and speakers is Dr. Bio Akamalafe, who often speaks of quote-unquote fugitive spaces. If you haven't listened to Bio, I highly recommend it, and I will link some of my favorite podcasts in the show notes. He's often featured on For the Wild and The Sand podcast, and I find his words and ideas to be a healing salve in these times. He speaks to fugitive spaces here and says, quote, We need trickster approaches. We need ways of dancing away or dancing to fugitive spaces. Dancing to sanctuaries where we can shapeshift. Grieving, mourning, even allowing ourselves to partake in pleasurable activities in the face of the storm. End quote. I feel these fugitive spaces are areas of play that do not insist on knowing or constantly striving for all of the answers and instead offer a space to marinate in the mystery, to surrender to the struggle. I think of this idea of fugitive spaces often concerning climate collapse and climate change. I think of having conversations outside of how to curb climate collapse and instead focus on how we might learn to love each other and be with each other in climate collapse. Of course, doesn't mean that I don't take action to mitigate climate change, but it also holds space for the reality that we are already walking through climate collapse. 
And it might behoove us to spend more time surrendering to this and learning how to love each other in this time while also moving towards solutions. In my current season, I've had to find different ways to surrender and there was no shortage of patriarchal rot within me ready to be turned into rich compost. I've let go of many time-consuming things that I used to adhere to to stay in line with dominant beauty norms. Because I've surrendered to my body and my availability this season and recognize that if I want to have the space to access new and deeper pathways of love and creativity, some things must go. And again, there's nuance here. It's important to recognize that as a white woman, I have more ease and privilege in making these decisions. By surrendering to my current season, I have found joy, play, and pleasure that I may not have if I didn't explore new pathways. There is beauty, magic, and deep wisdom in surrender. Surrender lives in the realm of the deeply rooted wise woman and the crone, who trusts that there's life and even beauty beyond the struggle or in the struggle. Surrendering isn't giving up or accepting abuse. It's choosing to sink deeper into the struggle to find threads of love and creativity within it. It's easier said than done, of course. At least it has been for me. I don't have it all figured out. I still get caught up in the questioning, the fear, the anger. Sometimes I overstay my welcome, sitting in the struggle. Joyful surrender may not be the answer to the suffering of this world, but I see it as a powerful place to explore finding joy in the mess of life. One last plant offering to help you surrender during this season of descent. Wherever you are in the world, plants are growing nearby to assist in this seasonal shift. Whether you are experiencing autumn or spring in the southern hemisphere, the magic of our plant kin is that they are so deeply connected to the pulse of Mother Earth that they know what is needed in each season for all to thrive. Here in the Midwest of Turtle Island, goldenrod and asters are prevalent. And they serve as a physical and energetic support for our descent into this season. So I invite you to notice which plants are appearing in your local environment, and if it feels aligned, perhaps engage with them. I love noticing what plants arise and fade away throughout each season and see each of them as wise teachers. So in this season of surrender, I've been connecting and working with goldenrod and aster. You could use the offering that I shared in one of my previous episodes, which is just a simple plant connection, meditation, or visualization. I also like making infusions, which some might think of as making a tea with plants and flowers. This was an infusion that I was inspired to make this season based on Dr. Jackie of Zalish Medicine, and I linked a post that she shared about it. As always, before creating any infusion with any plant, ensure that they are safe to consume and that they are not contraindicated for you personally. However, if you do have goldenrod and aster in your area, they are generally considered safe to consume, but of course, always be sure to make sure that they are safe for you to consume. If you do have those and you want to work with them in this way, 
you can simply place some goldenrod and aster in some boiling water and let it sit for up to 30 minutes to overnight. I created my infusion with a combination of foraged goldenrod, aster, chokeberry, hawthornberry, boniset, sage, and yarrow. It was so delicious and it really felt like a beautiful way to honor the shift into this season. As flowers wilt and brown, and as leaves shift colors in preparation for winter, I can't help but notice the joyful surrender in the landscape around me. I see it in the ripening fullness of the berries on the hawthorn tree, the lavender plants in my yard stretching out their arms to catch the sinking sun. As I reflect upon these changes, I remember that I too am a part of these cycles. I do not need to know the course of what will be for me, my family, or the rest of us as I continue to show up in my fullness. Or perhaps if I slow myself enough like the earth, I will feel its pulse and know that all will always be well. I can joyfully follow the rhythms of the earth's cycles both within and outside. I can serve where I feel called even when I don't know how it will look trusting that if I surrender to my season, I will always be guided. I hope within these reflections, you've found any permission you may have needed to surrender to anything you're struggling with to your current season, and that perhaps maybe you'll even find some joy in it. I'll be back soon with a second episode in our grief series, where we'll be talking about working with crystals and stones in collaboration with our grief. Thank you for being here, dear one, and I'm wishing you so much ease and surrender and joy as we continue our descent into the season of autumn and near closer to Samhain. Blessed be. Thank you for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, reciprocity is appreciated. Please consider supporting my work and guests by sharing this episode with others or by writing a review wherever you listen. Learn more about booking a session with me or about my books and card decks at CassieEwell.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com by joining my newsletter, which is linked in the show notes, or by following me at Cassie Ewell on Instagram. When we root into all of our rich and beautiful phases, we can rise in wholeness, and your wholeness is so needed right now. Sending you the strength to honor all of your seasons. Blessed be.